Have you ever hit that sweet spot where everything's going right, doors open, and opportunities magically appear? That is what Golden Alignment is all about. Dr. Beth Golden loves to play in that golden space and teach others how to get there and stay there. Get ready to listen, share, and experience what Golden Alignment in life can look like for you. Now, here is the host of Golden Alignment, author, speaker, and coach, Dr. Beth Golden. Hello, and welcome to today's show of Golden Alignment. My guest today is Kate Celisti, and Kate is an animal communicator and has been since childhood. It is an amazing gift which presented challenges in her youth. And when she would share, people wouldn't believe her, as happens in our world, and um, would discredit her, which caused her to shut it all down. Yet the soul could not be denied, and Kate Celisti has fully embraced her gifts. As time is ever-changing, Kate's gift is now accepted and highly sought after. She has created a member group called the Harmony Pack, and she will share with us how one of her greatest dreams has come true out of the blue due to the universe's love, support, and golden alignment. For 20 years, Kate has built bridges between humans and their animal companions by translating animals' thoughts, feelings, and needs. Her purpose is to give animals a say in their care and in our world. And Kate's passion is to facilitate interspecies communication for the best and highest good of all. Welcome, Kate. How are you today? Hi, Beth. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here with you today, as always. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kate Kate has a very dear place in my heart, and I respect her gifts and her her gifts of loving compassion and friendship, too. So I'm excited to have you. Let's just start right off with doing a, a kind of a brief background of when you were younger and getting shut down, and then when you decided to open up again, were you in golden alignment? What happened and kind of what age did you assume your gifts again? Oh, that's an excellent question. Yes, my first and earliest memories are uh, of connecting with animals and plants and trees and just feeling in unity and able to receive uh, thoughts and and uh, feelings and pictures and all kinds of things and uh but I, I and I could also perceive a lot more about humans um than they normally were aware of and I quickly realized that that was that was unusual um I perceived it in my sort of young way of of looking at things as I had a door open and and everyone around me had their doors closed uh huh. and yeah and I I just I didn't understand that because I didn't see anybody else or perceive anyone else with an open door. Some of their doors seemed to be that never opened, and some maybe had opened and closed. But it was a it, it was strange, and it made me feel a little bit alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a turning point really. There were two two turning points when I was little, and and the first was. Um, that uh, my mother, of course, would have some friends over for coffee, and I would sit in the middle of the circle, as little children often do, and just, just listen and perceive. And I'm, 
I said to my mother one day, well, Mrs. So-and-so really hates her husband. And, of course, my mother said, that's a ridiculous idea. Where did you ever get such a crazy thought? And I I thought, uh-oh, because I was reading her thoughts and her emotions and not listening to what she was saying. Oh, and wow. I, yeah, and I quickly perceived that, uh-oh, I better take people at their word and, and, and sort of banish all this other stuff that I'm getting. And that's that's kind of bitten me in the butt throughout my life because that's been hard to undo. <laughs> mm, yeah, you, we don't really want to at this phase. It's just you have the skills to to gracefully decide whether you're going to say something or not. Right, right. But I I wasn't about to close off my connection to the animals, and around, around that time, my dad gave me a a darling little orange tabby kitten, and and it was love at first sight. And his name was Dusty, and Dusty said, hey, you know, it's probably better if you and I just do this together and you don't tell your parents because they they really don't understand. And I remember feeling both relieved and a little sad, but overjoyed that I had this wonderful being in my life who became my first teacher. And and we did have very profound conversations with the, the... the plants and the and the birds and the the turtles. I grew up in suburban New Jersey, so I wasn't out, you know, in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. in the suburbs. But of course, there's lots of animals and lots of, of of bird and butterfly and you know all kinds of life in the in in the in the burbs. And so we had this magical time. And um, and I was I really was more interested in the natural world than in, in humans. But Dusty encouraged me to apply myself at school, and one day when I was um, in first grade, actually, he said to me, you know, I'm very proud of you. You're doing very well in school now, and our work together is done. And uh, I, f- I fell asleep feeling wonderful, but I, when I woke up, he wasn't on my bed, which wasn't terribly unusual, but I had a very bad feeling. And I went mm-hmm. downstairs and I asked my mom, have you seen Dusty? Because back then, yes, we did let him out. And... Um, he wasn't there, and I knew something was terribly wrong. And as we pulled out to, uh, in the car, it, we pulled out from school to um, – uh, I'm sorry, we were on the way to school. We pulled out from our quiet street onto the busy street. My mother went, <gasps> and I said, what did you see? And she wouldn't tell me, but I knew what she saw. Mm-hmm. And we got all the, all the way to school, and I wouldn't get out of the car, and I said – you have to tell me what you saw. And she said, I think I saw Dusty on the side of the road. And I knew she was right. And I ran in and, and I threw my head down on my desk sobbing. And my best friend came up to me and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I, I, I managed to get out. My cat, my cat is dead. And, and he, he looked at me and he said, well, it's just a cat. Oh, my and gosh. My, yeah. My whole world came crashing down at that point. I thought, I don't I don't want to be with these beings called humans i don't i don't i don't know what to do with this i i've just lost the dearest being in my life and 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 he says he's just a cat and anyway i was i was miserable and and uh my dad by the time i got home from school he had buried him and gave me his collar but i was just beside myself and my mother says that i went from being a very sunny child to a very quiet and sullen child and i got very sick with tonsillitis, mm-hmm. wow. and I had to go. Yeah, I had to go get my tonsils yanked out. And um, I remember how terrifying that was back in the '60s. You know, it was very cold and foreboding. There were no colors. Everything was 
white and, and everybody wore green scrubs and it was horrible and terrifying and I thought okay fine I'll just die I'll be done with this oh, then, even at that young age you thought that yeah because I just was so distraught I just couldn't, couldn't imagine living without Dusty especially in this world where people didn't didn't have their doors open they didn't mm-hmm. see what I saw or feel what I felt and I felt very different and that's very hard on little children they want to fit in and yeah. um, so I didn't know how to deal with that and then I had a miraculous experience under anesthesia where I felt myself being lifted like a tiny baby and held close. And as I snuggled in, I smelled a familiar smell and I felt fur. And oh. I felt this heartbeat and I felt him talking to me. And he said, "You, your work isn't done. He said, I will always be here for you, but you need to stay. This is This is your life. And he said... I will always be here, and the animals will always be here, so you need to stay. And I didn't didn't go, oh, goody, yay. I, I am so pleased to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't do that. I But I did say, okay. And the next thing I remembered was coming out of anesthesia with a rip-roaring sore throat and my family around me. And I decided at that point that I was going to shut my abilities down because it was just too hard. You know, again, nobody shared these these abilities or, or this, these insights, and I didn't know what else to do, and I shut it all down. And I did a really good job of that. And I shut down m- memories of communicating with plants and trees and everybody, but I couldn't shut out the communications I'd had with Dusty. Those stuck mm-hmm. with me. And I then I tried to fit in and be normal, which I did a pretty good job of. Did well in school and sports and good stuff, but but um, there was there was a piece missing. And it wasn't until my my well I guess middle twenties where I decided to go to therapy to just deal with the usual adolescent stuff um, that I discovered a whole piece of me was missing in therapy, and it was my feminine intuitive self that I had banished and I had locked away. Yeah, it was very, it was very amazing. And my therapist said, I think you need to reintegrate her. (laughs) And and I said, yeah, I think you're right. And I worked hard at that because she didn't trust me. You know, it was a scary place. And I, I was the one that banished her. Right. So doing work with a very helpful therapist, I was able to, to welcome the feminine intuitive part of me back into myself and that's when I began to hear and open again and I was old enough to know I wasn't crazy and to also know that this was felt so right this was so deeply right for me and that I think is what I was feeling was you know gone and missing because I I banished it so um it came wow. back to me mm-hmm. there's yeah. a couple of things that I wrote down um sensitive souls this happens to kids a lot these days particularly if their parents aren't in tune with them i have a sister who had a later in life baby and fortunately my sister's very sensitive and can support those things with maya but that quite often that doesn't happen and you talked about shutting down isn't it interesting it was your throat chakra Mm -hmm. so you didn't want to speak about it anymore 
Right. I just think that's very interesting. And then banishing the feminine intuitive self. With um, golden alignment, we look at self-love and gratitude and how they support one another. And we, when we don't love ourselves, there becomes this, there's, not congru- there's no congruity in our being because we want to think and feel and be one way and our internal voice or critic is saying or doing something else. So I, I feel like I see this beautiful feminine intuitive like in this jail in a box in your heart and then you're finally op- you know able to open up and and share her with us and the world. We are at uh we're going to take our first break and I think this is perfect timing. And then we'll talk about how when you opened up and decided to embrace or chose to embrace your beautiful gift how the universe, God, spirit, blessed you in that. So we are going to go into our first commercial break, and we'll discuss that on the other side. All righty. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment, with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back. I am Dr. Beth Golden, and I've created a program called Tap into Your Golden Alignment with Self-Love and Gratitude. And when we can come to combining loving who we are and honoring our gifts and talents, it really supports leading a successful and fulfilling life. And Kate, it's like living in alignment with your soul's calling. And how funny that you, you're you an achiever. So you did well in school and you did well in sports and, you know, go, go, go and get it recognition. And yet there is that little bit that you were not in alignment with your soul's calling. So let's kind of talk about how you transitioned into owning it. Like, was it a challenge at first? And how did that all come about? Oh, that's, yes. It It was an interesting process because once I... Uh, I, as you said, you know, this, this little feminine intuitive part of me was really banished, and I even saw her in a dungeon. It was a very deep, dark place I'd put her in. And when I embraced her and welcomed her back, I, um, I, I was really excited about that, and I thought, okay, now what? <laughs> and I decided that uh, I was just going to listen. I was just going to open again and see 
what you know make myself available although i didn't even really know what that meant at the time i just thought okay let's see what happens next and at the time i would walk my dog i was now in in suburban uh maryland near washington dc and there are all these beautiful little parklets <laughs> in throughout mm-hmm. the neighborhoods that you know and around dc and i had this lovely little park that was below the streets and below the houses with a stream running through it and i loved to go down there with my little dog and um so i was down there one day with him just being with the trees and the and the stream and i i started to receive communication and at first i didn't know what it was and then i realized it was the trees the trees were reaching Ooh. out to me it was magical and beautiful and again i was old enough and i'd been through enough at this point to know i wasn't crazy and to know that this was something familiar because I was allowing the feminine intuitive to come forward again. And mm-hmm. I and they were such a loving presence and I really felt almost enveloped in their in the arms of their branches energetically and it felt so right. So at that point I, I just decided I was gonna spend as much time as I could with the trees and learn from them. Because at this point there weren't any books that I was aware of. There wasn't I didn't know where to go. I had no reference for talking trees, <laughs> except from Native American people. I mean, who who in, who in fact called the trees the standing people? And mm-hmm. um, I'd always loved animals and nature and everything. Even when I shut down the ability to listen, my passion and love for the planet never waned. Um, very involved in the very first Earth Day. I was like 14, <laughs> and and and, and <laughs> adamant about. <laughs> Yeah, recycling and, you know, we've got to save our planet. Um, anyway, um, so so it was it was a, a process of learning and allowing and being in alignment with my true heart and soul. And it, and it, it guided me to different uh, uh, opportunities, um, connecting with something called Treehenge, which is a Norse, um, a Norse uh, concept just like uh, um, Stonehenge. There was a tree henge, which was a circle of specific trees, and I was drawn to that because I didn't have, I thought back in that time, you know, well, if if, if only Native Americans know how to do this, well, that's, that's a bummer. I don't have any Native American blood that I'm aware of, so what am I doing with this ability? But I realized that if you go back into everyone's heritage far enough, there's an earth-based religion. And so because I am mostly Northern European, I looked into the Druids and and into Norse mythology and, of course, Celtic, which I loved. And that's how I connected with the whole treehenge concept and started learning uh-huh. about that and how to, how to more deeply meditate with the trees. And um, at, in the meantime, I was working for an environmental organization, so there was a little bit of outward alignment, although <laughs> when I started receiving like this, I remember telling one of my friends in, in my job about all these exciting things that were coming to me, and I saw her just like, her eyes got big, and she just kind of sat back, and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> this Here we go again. For everybody. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't, everybody's not ready for this. So I, I learned an important lesson about being careful who you share some of these things with and, and then also basically putting it out to the universe that I wanted to learn as much as I could, read as much as I could, and, and connect as much as I could with those who were open to this. And mm-hmm. um, and then, again, synergistically, I ended up moving to Santa Fe <laughs> um, 
from Washington, D.C., uh, and I, wow. I got a job with the Nature Conservancy in in uh, in their field office in Santa Fe. And that, of course, what a different world, right? Washington, D.C. versus Santa Fe. And, um, of course, the Native American, the, the, the uh, Puebloan people, were never shoved off their lands. They're, they're still there. And so the energy there is quite different. And it was there that I met a professional psychic who was in a Reiki class with me, and he took me on as an apprentice. And it was through my work with Christian that I was able to really understand and zero in on my abilities even better. He really he was a terrific mentor, and it was he who sent me out on my first professional animal communication session um, that was life-changing for me and life-changing for the person and life-changing for the dog. And, uh, and, and from that point on, I just, the universe just kept showing me, giving me opportunities, and amazingly, um, and that, again, it proved to me that I was in, I was in right alignment for sure, because I, I wasn't even asking, I was just like, okay, I, I can do this, now what? And one thing after another would come across my path, including I, I offered to do Reiki at my veterinarian's office just to practice, I didn't say a word about communicating. And mm-hmm. she said, great, I'll call you when I've got some recovering dogs and cats from surgeries or whatever. I said, fine. So, like, the next day she called me and said, I have a sick cat, and, and he's been in and out of the clinic a lot, and he just won't eat. Can you find out what's going on with him? And I... Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, you didn't even talk about the communication part. I never mentioned it because I didn't know how she would receive that. <laughs> and I wow. said... Sure, I'll try, and 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 that was just you know one of a, a series of things that just came just came and, and was offered to me. So, uh, and one of the biggest ones was that uh, um, the Santa Fe New Mexican, which is the big paper in Santa Fe. Um, uh, I was called by by a reporter and asked to do an interview, and the next thing I know, I am the featured article in the Sunday, you know, the the Sunday. Uh, you know, they would do those special stories and things in, in the Sunday's edition, and there I was on the cover of it, and then my phone rang off the hook. <laughs> so now, I'm going to interrupt you for a moment. Now, Kate is, are you six feet tall? Not quite. Five, ten, and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so she's almost six feet tall, slender, blonde, light blue eyes, if you go to my radio show page you'll see a picture of her so i'm kind of chuckling because you know, it's very lilting like a tree beautiful and you're in a different world in santa fe you know with more indigenous and more perhaps shorter brown people and to have you featured on the front in this particular geographic world and and seeing your beautiful bright shining eyes on that must have been awesome now when we did our pre show talk you had said that you need we need to be willing to trust and listen when opportunities show up so like instead of striving and we're going to achieve kind of walk us through that dance of just like being open you've already mentioned it I don't know how this was going to show up (laughs) so yeah it I think that that's been one of the great gifts that I was given was to just know to pay attention, 
you know, just just pay attention because here you are, you've got something to offer that is very unconventional, and, you know, how are you going to, quote, unquote, make that happen? I mean, I think, again, the gift in this was there was no way to, like, do this in a in a conventional way. I mean, what you know, was I supposed to take out ads? No. Was I, you know, what, what was I going to do? It, as I said, it was early on. I wasn't going to, like, solicit all kinds, you know, all kinds of things. I, I just really had to wait and see what the universe provided. And then when an opportunity came, I was very good at not judging it. I simply said, I'm, okay, I'll go for it, and, and I'll see what comes of that. And it, it really was like following breadcrumbs, you know. Um, I, it, it, I would take, I would take that one breadcrumb, and there, then I'd see the other, the next one. And I just continued to follow those and make the most of those, and be grateful all along. Mm-hmm. Because I think gratitude is a huge part of that, Beth. Is that you, you know, opportunities come, and when you realize you've stepped into this flow, that's quite magical. Gratitude is 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 such a key piece and I think that keeps them coming (laughs) the gratitude yeah well and gratitude is love and gratitude with Dr. Matsuro Emoto and he freezes the water he'll put love or gratitude or thank you and when he combined love and gratitude it created the most beautiful crystal and he didn't market a lot of things other than you know, things that you could put under your water, but he marketed a beautiful crystal necklace done in silver with that particular configuration. So love and gratitude, love on Dr. Hawkins' scale, David Hawkins' scale, is at a 500, and gratitude is like at a 700. So Mm. it puts you in this really high vibration, and so you're it's like joyful we're supposed to be joyful and when we're joyful and loving and grateful you bring in more joyful and loving grateful opportunities absolutely and there you go i mean there are i i'm i'm working a lot with the the four laws of the universe and most of us are aware of the first two which are um uh attraction and intention we know those mm-hmm. two um but then there's allowance and balance so the laws of attraction intention allowance and balance and i i i you know the law of attraction has i think been kind of misunderstood and um or 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 not fully grasped what that means and how important the emotional and energetic piece of gratitude and love um and feeling that that's what really magnetizes so the intention to be grateful, to be joyful, to to be loving, absolutely attracts more of that. More so mm-hmm. than oh, I'm going to put a boat on my vision board and I'm going to put, uh, you know, a thirty thousand square foot house. Well, okay, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, that doesn't do anything for me personally. Um, but I do get, and, and Dr. Joe Dispenza talked about this too, about how it's not just the thought. It's the thought with the emotion, and I, I think I would say the emotion and the feelings are even more important than the thought. In other words, I feel they have to come first, the the joy, yes. the gratitude, the love, and, and then you can kind of you know, merge the thought into that 
so that, that it is more of a, um, a merging as opposed to anything linear. And then acceptance is beautiful because, uh, or allowance, is, I'm sorry, it's, a, it's allowance, is, is incredibly beautiful because you're not judging or forcing or, or, or you're, you're, you're really surrendering. That's what uh, mm-hmm. allowance is. And then I think with all of that comes balance. Right. This is a perfect time to take our second break. I do want to touch on this when we come back and in our third segment. We're going to um, share some of the bumpier areas as life changes and we need to move and groove with what's happening. So stay tuned. We are going into our second commercial break and we will return and resume this conversation with the lovely Kate Celesti. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love and magical opportunities listen for the golden alignment radio show every wednesday at 2 p.m eastern standard time 1 p.m central 12 p.m mountain and 11 a.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com welcome back to the inspired choices radio show golden alignment with dr beth golden to participate in this program Please call US 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back. I am Dr. Beth Golden, and my guest today is Kate Celesti. And before our break, Kate was talking about the four laws of the universe, attraction, intention and attraction, allowance, and balance. And it's interesting, in my tap into your golden alignment program, I have rev up your results, remember the beautiful being that you are, realign with that realization which which embodies that emotion or those emotions of joy and love and gratitude the recalibrate which would be the balance part and then to receive and sometimes when we uh, level up whether it's our business or our emotions people or circumstances fly out of our life that no longer match that vibration and other people come in that do. So this recalibration period is really a time when people need a lot of support and knowing they're on the right track. So Kate, let's, you know, talk about you go from allowance to balance. And then you experience you had all these fabulous things coming. You're writing books. Let's touch on the books and then the out of balance and then coming back in and the great things. Now, I, we need to get this all in this section because the final one tends to be shorter. So hopefully, universe and you and I will be able to weave that all together. 
Miss Kate, are you there? Beth, can you hear me? I can hear can you, you hear now. Oh, I can hear you now. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yes. So, uh, so yes, uh, I was I was living and writing in Santa Fe, and I had a little girl, and um, and and things things were, uh, but things were about to go through a major shift, and I found myself uh, in a situation where I had to separate from my husband, and I ended up moving to France, and uh, for for about six months, and that kind of uh, you know that's a big change. And um, coming back, I realized I, I had to totally rebuild everything. So I, I came back and started over. And, um, and the books at that point were, were just, again, and I say books because I, the first book was a, an, an, an uh, anthology that I was asked to contribute to and ended up doing quite a bit of work on it. And it got published by my friend Linda Tellington Jones's uh, German uh, publisher first, and then it came back to America. And the American publisher then uh, was interested in having me uh, write some more books, and that's how the, our holistic animal handbook came to be. And then conversations with dog. She was very. Uh, she, you know, that was the time where conversations with God was was a big deal. And she said, "Would you write conversations with dog?" And I said, "I would love to, but I'd also love to write conversations with cat and horse." Because those three beings have a very special relationship to humanity, um, to help mm-hmm. us find our way back to source and love and connection. More so, they are invested in us in a way that the other animals just aren't. Um, so we're very blessed to have those three beings so devoted to helping us find our way home. So I did. I did all that, and um, things uh, were going along very well with the publisher and the and the books, and then. This strange thing happened around 9/11, where small book uh, publishers and and bookstores started to fail, and things got very squirrely, and I wasn't getting paid royalties, and all of a sudden this this very golden alignment seemed to sour, and I I uh, it was very puzzling to me, and um, but it did, and that's life, right? Things things <laughs> don't always go so well. And um, that became that became a very difficult situation. They in fact sold my books, with me having no say and no input, and you know, to another publisher. And I, actually, that ended up being a good thing. Um, and the books were republished uh, in hardback. The three conversations books and were beautiful. And I thought things were going, you know, really changing there. But then there was some squirrely stuff that went on there. So, <laughs> so the book thing has been a really interesting uh roller coaster. Um, mm-hmm. so that was that so so alignments started to kind of shift and change and um I think also one of the things that I noticed because my business I as I mentioned in the beginning, my business thrived with me doing very little, really. Uh, and it, it thrived by word of mouth. It thrived by, obviously, the universe wanted me to be doing this. And that, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, so I didn't have to, quote, unquote, work at it. I just had to stay in the flow. But then, <laughs> but then um, there, there were a couple of interesting things. Um, 
One was uh, the the recession that happened around what 2006, right? Um, Eight. Yes. Well, I know, but it it yeah okay. It, it oh, began. I'm sorry, you're right. It began in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and also what was happening was the whole computer revolution, right? We, you know, back in when I started, everything was by phone. Yes, we had computers, but they were word processors, and yes, you could fax. And that's actually how I did all my books was through faxing, and you know, it was, it was wild. Um, but uh, then, you know, the internet started to happen, and then emails started to happen, and then everything exploded. And I didn't really keep up with all of that. Um, I just kept, yeah. yeah, I just kept doing things the way I had, and I. But but my business started to lose ground, so to speak, um, and I wasn't earning more money every year. My biggest year was 2006, and after that, it started to go down, and I didn't know why because, again, everything had been working so great. But I think um, I, what, what I missed out on the sort of computer revolution, and I also, and this is something that was fascinating. When I started, there weren't a lot of alternative animal services out there. And what I mean by that is animal communication was kind of unique, and then there was veterinary. You know, there was, mm-hmm. you, you had animal communication and you had veterinarians. And, and if you were lucky, you had holistic vets, who, of course, I aligned with and learned from and all kinds of things there because I was always adding to my skill set by adding the nutrition piece, the flower essence piece, to help more animals, and I learned a lot from veterinarians, holistic vets. But then, also, about the same time that things were shifting with the Internet, people were learning uh, a canine and feline and equine massage. Uh, people were learning T-touch. People were learning um, healing touch for animals. Uh, there was a lot, there, there, there became a lot of other choices out there for uh, people who had animals to get the kind of help that they needed. And I think that was a factor, too. There were just more opportunities or options to choose from, which, uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it, I don't like the word competition because I believe that there's animals that need all of us. But when people are looking at their dollars and what they need to spend, they might find that maybe massage is going to help my dog better than talking to him or, you know, or whatever. But that was an interesting factor. So um, I think that I then had to rearrange my alignment, (laughs) and I Mm -hmm. needed to learn more computer stuff. I needed to get literate with that. I needed to keep up with that, Um, and I did. And, um, And then I tried some other things that I hoped would really support my business, and they didn't, which was terribly frustrating. And But I didn't give up. I just kept saying, okay. I know that I am supposed to be doing this. I know this is what I was born to do. I don't understand why things don't aren't lining up like they used to, but I I will not give up. I will stay, I will learn what I need to learn, I will keep up and I will keep searching for the kind of support and and help I need. And it was in 2016 that actually Beth introduced me to our friend Kellyanne Zielinski and um, and uh, Self Leadership Global, and mm-hmm. Kellyanne uh, and the community were it's a coaching community and all about self leadership, and I jumped right in and I I studied the business plan and I 
and I worked with Kellyanne to help me up, upscale my business, to change some things and improve some things, bring in more money. And at the same time, I, around the same time, I recognized I wanted to have a membership community. I saw that having a membership was wonderful on so many levels. You would build community. You would have monthly income you could count on. It was, it was ideal. And I could share all the stuff that I know and all these people you know, that I know, that I love, that I want to share with others. Um, and so in 2017, I launched a membership. I, I launched these new packages with Kellyanne, and I knew that I had, had shifted something, but I, you know, I wasn't, I just knew, I just kept my, you know, head to the grindstone and said, okay, universe, I'm doing what I need to do. And then something miraculous happened, and that was in the beginning of 2018, two things happened, and one was literally a dream of mine came true. And that was I got invited to co-facilitate a trip to Kenya, all expenses paid, with my avatar adventure. And Tamar Peters, who is the owner of that, of this beautiful company that's all about conscious connection and conscious business, and she said, um, I'm looking for an animal communicator who is like-hearted and like-minded and I, I want us to go to the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, and, and that had been an organization dear to my heart for years. This is an organization that started 40 years ago to, to raise orphaned baby elephants and rhinos. Mm, and Dame Daphne I remember. Sheldrick, yeah, Dame Daphne yeah. Sheldrick named this in, in her husband's name, who had been a, a very progressive game warden. That's what they were called. She was born and raised in Kenya. And she started off with one baby elephant, and they became the organization that really laid the groundwork for how to save, nurture, and and rehabilitate. I don't think, even think that's the right word. Save, nurture, and and help these babies grow into healthy teenagers, and then help them re-enter into a safe wild herd. Um, and right. so, again, it's been 40 years, and now those babies have grown up into mamas and bring their babies back to meet Dame Daphne, who's now in her 80s, and her, her, her daughter and family, and these incredible keepers, they're called, these amazingly mm-hmm. devoted men who sleep with these babies, feed these babies, nurture them, love they're them. They're with them 24-7. They are. They are. They're, yeah. they're extraordinary until the babies are ready to be, you know, turned into the the herd. So we're going to go and we're going to talk with these babies. We're going to talk with the elephants. We're going out to the Maasai Mara. We'll be with wild animals. And it's all about conscious connection, love, everything we talked about, gratitude. All of this came to fruition. All the groundwork that I'd laid um, had, had culminated in what I consider a humongous gift from the universe um, and a dream come true to be in Africa, to, to be able to guide a small group. We only are going to have, a, have places for 10 people to be on this trip with us because it's really about opening to communication, opening our hearts, being in gratitude, and serving the planet. So wow, that, was... that is just so exciting, and I got to be, <laughs> you know, we've Kate and I have known one another five-ish, five years, and we've shared our challenges and c- encouraged one another to keep going and 
and being part of Self Leadership Global has been a, a great unifying force as well. So this is fabulous. And I think about this because you have been, quote unquote, in this line of business for over 20 years. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So, you know, you always hear the people say, oh, yeah, overnight success, or I got this thing. You have put in 20 years of time and energy and love and creation, and your name came to the top when this came up, which is just awesome. And I was talking to somebody else. There was another person who had been in, oh, in their line of business for 30 years. They were in the automotive business, and a certain standard needed to be changed by September 18th. And she came up with an online program to help everybody get to that date and is making thousands upon thousands of dollars. But it, mm. it's based on 30 years of consistent work. So thank you for your consistent work. And I'm so excited about this awesome thing coming up. And share the other thing that happened yeah, um, one of the things that I had mentioned earlier in our talk, Beth, is that I had worked for the Nature Conservancy and I'd worked for American Rivers in Washington D.C. and and I and, and and so in that part of my life, I did membership and development. So you know, talk about full circle. And I had invited uh, Dr. Susan Eirich, who is the CEO of Earthfire Institute in Idaho, a very special place uh, where wolves and bears and bobcats. Uh, uh, live in harmony and uh, can connect with humans when they're comfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dr. Susan was, I invited her to come and, and speak to my harmony pack about what she does and, and why she does it and tell her story. And in the in the course of our conversation, we were we were talking about our past and I mentioned my past and we found out we had some friends from Washington in common and 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 when I mentioned that I had done membership and development, she said, well, we're looking for a membership and development person. I said, mm-hmm. what? Because, <laughs> again, this was a hat I wore many, many, many years ago, but something I really enjoyed. And and Earthfire's uh, mission really aligned with mine, uh, which is what I just was talking about. And I, mm-hmm. I, and I thought, well, this, one of the other things I'd been asking the universe for was to have more of a team around me. You know, I've been working by myself for so long, and I'm really a team player. I love bouncing ideas off of people and sharing and, and all the different things that team members bring to. And I miss that from the nonprofit world that I had been a part of. And um, so, lo and behold, she asked me, would I be interested? We and, and, and the first step was just to come and see if I was in alignment with her and, and her small staff, and, and they're working on growing and changing and um and and evolving and long story short i started uh and we do this all by zoom because they're in idaho i'm in colorado someone else is in san francisco (laughs) um and uh and and so we we have just been getting to know each other and i've needed to get back into as i told beth i i had to uh dust off some of my people skills that I had neglected for many years in terms of working with people, not not working for people and helping people, but just working in an environment of a team. I'd forgotten that I well, didn't do it all by queen. myself. Well, you're not the queen. Right, right. It's not, I have to wait and listen and, and, and not just, okay, let's just do this. I know how to do it. Let me just do it. No, I needed to listen. I needed to let them get to know me as I got to know them. 
and um, it was it was a it, it was it wasn't easy for me right away because again I'd worked for myself for so long and by myself for so long it was just like get out of my way let me do this and <laughs> and that's not what they yes. did and so so I had to realign with a group of people I again it was it was all about realigning and and looking at the buttons of mine that got pushed and. And it was a tremendously, it, it, I grew tremendously in the few months because it, it started in January and here we are, March. And I just love that I've been able to shift and grow in, in a way that they really see me now and they really see what I can bring to the organization. I can see each of them and their gifts and talents um, and appreciate them. And it's helping me grow tremendously. And I'm I'm working, again, with more people who are committed to the same goal and reaching more people and touching more lives and bringing animals into people's lives and the whole passion for the planet, um, networking and growing, growing, growing. And that's exactly what I'm here to do. So I feel like the universe has said, yeah, okay, yep, you, you had to go through some stuff like everybody does, and it felt like you were out of alignment. And um, in some ways you probably were. But when your heart and soul are committed, and um, and I really did have that unshakable, I know this is what I was born to do, and I'm so blessed to have these gifts. I'm not going to just throw them away or give up. Um, the planet needs me, and I I need to step up and serve. And and I and and so I just kept taking those opportunities, even if that some of them ended in dead ends, because I had a few of those. <laughs> more mm-hmm. more book dead ends um and then mm-hmm. a couple openings and i just i just said okay well what did i learn from that um every difficult situation there's a gift in every difficult situation and so what is the gift in this what did i learn from what can i learn from that how do i grow how do how do i um uh just move forward and then uh continue to look for opportunities or, or allow them is a better word, allow the opportunities to find me and then know to grab them. <laughs> what I love I am. what I love. We're down to about four and a half minutes before we close the show. What I okay. love is you put out to the universe like I would love to work with people. You didn't strive, you didn't go on the internet, you didn't look at classified ads. You just said I'd really like this, and that mm-hmm. came to you. Or with the elephants, um, Kate puts out every Friday a message from the animal kingdom, the the big animal kingdom, not the domestic animal kingdom, which is really, really beautiful. So, Kate, how could people, if they want to be able to receive those, how would they be able to do that? Well, one way is to connect with me on on my uh, my website, which is uh, just www.katesolisti.com, and that's where I set up sessions to work with people and their animals. And I and there's my newsletter, which people can sign up for for free, um, that goes out normally every week. And I have all kinds of health tips in there, as well as as uh, wonderful announcements and things that are going on. I also have my Facebook page. Um, it's just Kate Solisti, and that's where I post my uh, messages. Um, and my, my business Facebook page is Kinship with Animals, um, and I, I, I would love it if, if people would uh, go to that and uh, like it, and then they will get my messages, and then 
uh, other other things that I, I like to share that are happenings on the planet that are positive, ways you can help, um, uh, and, and ways you can connect with, one, with other animal lovers. So Kinship with Animals and um, KateSelisti.com, and uh, those are probably the best ways of getting in touch with me. I do have a phone number. People are welcome to call. Nobody does that anymore, but... <laughs> Shall I give that out to you? One of those other changes. <laughs> yes, that is on my website, too. Yes, of course, of course. And Kate has a great scheduling uh, system. Kate's last name is spelled S-O-L-I-S-T-I. That's S-O-L-I-S-T-I, if you want to look her up. Um, Kate has helped me with my two... Dogs. I have a little dog and a big dog, and ever since I've had them, she's been very supportive when things have come up. So she moves and grooves in a lot of different areas, and if you choose to utilize her services, you'll be able to connect and kind of come up with a thing that works best for both of you and your animals. So, well, we are going to be closing shortly. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being so open and sharing your ups and downs with us. Do you have a final closing message like in the next minute? Oh, thank you, Beth. It's been so much fun. I would just say that, you know, alignment is is up and down. That's that that's that beautiful idea of coming to balance. Um and mm-hmm. I and I want to thank you for for stressing that to everyone that but as long as we keep looking for alignment and balance, I believe we'll find it. I agree. And a lot of time, that is such a good point. It's awareness. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling grumpy. I'm feeling stressed. Stop. You know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Stop. Stop. And Stop we're so breathe, used to right? Yeah. We're so used to striving in this world. Let's not strive anymore to be which is easier said than done. That's that's a life lesson in itself. So thank you so very much for your loveliness and your wisdom. Please connect with Kate on Facebook and receive her Friday inspiration from the animals around us. And we will see you next Wednesday at noon Mountain Standard Time. Take care. God bless. Thank you for choosing to listen to Golden Alignment. Dr. Beth Golden will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, enjoy playing in that golden space where health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities appear in golden